sex and marriage. Oh boy, it is one of um, you know the top three reasons why people have issues in relationships. This is going to be a juicy, juicy episode filled with a lot of suggestions on how to get that connection back within your relationship, get the passion, get the intimacy. I'm glad you're here. Grab a pen, paper, and a cup of coffee. Okay, so today we are going to talk about creating a passionate connection. And the word connection is super important because by the time couples, you know, get to me, they are, you know, massively disconnected. And in order, you know, to have a healthy and, you know, wonderful sex life and have beautiful intimacy, you have to feel connected to your partner. So you really need to create a passionate connection. And it's up to you to do that. It's up to you both to do that. You know, so a lot of people want to know, how often do couples have sex? Who initiates the sex? sex? What about rejection? You know, what's the difference between intimacy and sex? Can you get to a point of intimacy and sex with kids? Oh boy, there's a lot of great questions that I get all the time. And... As far as rejection goes, um, you know, there are couples that will uh, basically just say, hey, honey, would you like to have sex right now? Um, I'm feeling it. That is a person that is very comfortable with their partner and they're not worried about rejection. They're not worried about, you know, looking like a fool in front of their partner. That is somebody that is very well connected to their partner. And um, they don't they don't worry about that. And that's a, to a place where you need to be in your relationship where you don't worry about rejection. If you're worrying about rejection in your relationship, you're in the wrong relationship. You fix it or leave it. And I always believe in fixing the relationship if it's possible. But I'm, I, I'm such a um, how do I say this? Life is so short and your relationship love between two people is the most beautiful gift and the greatest gift God has bestowed upon us besides nature. Don't waste that gift living in mediocrity with somebody that you barely like. You know, and if the relationship is, oh, it's okay, it's not too bad, but it's not too good, fix it or get out. You're, you're, You're missing out on one of the most beautiful things in life, and that is a passionate, loving relationship with another human being. And if you don't have that in your life right now, you hold out until you do. You know, you do not rush into anything ever because somebody says, oh, you're 30? Oh my God, you're running out of time. Or for, you know, the plethora of reasons that, you know, social media says that you need to be with somebody by this time or, you know, or you're seeing all these people getting married. No, this is something that you don't settle for. Do not settle, okay? Ever, please. So when, when, when sex and kids come, 
texting kids after you've kept your children, that's a whole other topic. I'm not going into that today. It, it's it's pretty, um, it's a very important topic and I can't possibly give it the time that it deserves. So again, so some couples will actually say to each other, hey, honey, come on, let's go. You feel it? You ready? I'm ready. Others, you know, you know, that's when they're just living their busy lives, but they want to stay connected. They're looking at their partner going, ooh, I love you. You know, and then there's other ones that want to, you know, do have the, um, you know, the sexy foreplay or the hugging, the cuddling, the kissing, whatever first. And that's great too. But just make sure you're not afraid of rejection. If you are, there's something wrong. So here's what research shows. Research shows that happily married people, and I say partners all the time in couples and relationships because not everybody chooses marriage anymore. So, um, but happily married people have better physical health better mental health, they live 10 years longer, they have more and better quality sex, they recover, fast, recover faster from illness, they become wealthier, and their children do have a far greater you know, um, outcome in life. That, for me, is debatable. But women and men who are winning in marriage have basically stopped blaming their partners, their careers, their parents, their kids, or anything for the, their, their own personal issues. And what they've embraced is what I call and what I teach my clients to do and to be is a perceptive partner. How do you, how do you, how, what does that mean? What is a t perceptive, you know, partner means? It means that you are in tune to your partner. You are going to, um, to understand your partner. You're going to be able to perceive your partner's energies and the moods and the things that they need. And, and you're going to be able to, um, Show them what you need. And partnership is mutual. It's relational. It's not solo. You have to put the soul back into soulmate. And a soulmate isn't just the person that you're married to or the person, you know, that you're inter intimate with. Your soulmate is your best friend. You know, someone that knows you is there for you. And it's, it's a warm and it's a safe place to be. Well, how, how are you going to start getting the depth of this connection back so you can enjoy intimacy and sex? Because you have to have the connection. Well, there's a thing called a bid. And a, a bid is an attempt from one a, a partner to another for attention, for affirmation, for affection, or some sort of positive connection. Okay, um, bids will show up in simple ways, a smile, a wink, uh, other complex ways, which is you know, a request um, or some advice or some help. Uh, a lot of people that um, give bids, one of the partners that give bids, one of the things that keeps people disconnected is when a partner is giving you a bid and you ignore that bid, you turn away from it, then you will end up disconnected. So your responses to a bid is either going to bring back connection or keep you disconnected. And bids can be, you know, um, as small as something as I say to my partner, oh, I've never seen a bluebird out this window before. You know, I mean, and instead of him ignoring me and just, you know, oh, honey, that's interesting. Um, you, you know, he shows some interest in. Do you often look for bluebirds? <laughs> you know, it doesn't. It's just the little things that just show that you care. I know life is busy. I know life is crazy. I know there's careers and kids running around and all of these things, but here's my question to you. 
is your life too busy to acknowledge the one person that you're supposed to love with all of your heart and be there for? You know, it, it, it shouldn't be. I, I acknowledge bids when I, when I, you know, when Mark gives me a bid, I will acknowledge a bid. Of course I will. You know, you've got to learn that relationships are give and take. You know, you can't, you don't always get it to have everything you want. You just, it's not about that. So feeling connected means feeling in touch with someone. Most people acknowledge that, you know, children need to feel a safe attachment to an adult who cares for them. Well, the reality is that adults need to have a secure attachment to their partner, too. So men have sex to get emotionally closer, and I want you to pay attention to this. So when you feel disconnected, men want to have sex to feel connected to you, where women need to feel emotionally close to have sex. So do you see the challenge in this? If your marriage or your relationship is disconnected, the man wants to feel, you know, have sex so he can feel emotionally close, but the woman simply doesn't want sex because she doesn't have that emotional connection. Bringing the connection back before worrying about the sex is the best way to get your sex life back and that connection back. I want you to imagine a ladder. Okay, I call, I call this the connection ladder. By the time most couples get to me, their connection is gone. So what I want them to do, I need them to do, is start climbing back up that ladder. And the more bids that are offered and accepted from both partners, the higher up the connection ladder they go. So likewise, though, when bids are missed, down the connection ladder they go. And the perceptive partner will catch as many bids as they can. And they make an effort to offer bids too. Your awareness of the bids and the connection ladder, it allows you to start changing your behavior, which will automatically start to affect your partner's behavior as well. So one of the greatest predictors of divorce is how a couple protects themselves from external stresses. So when a couple can shield themselves from external stress, Together, they thrive, they connect and grow. Conflict can be used to actually strengthen relationships. It can be good. See, you know, when you're in conflict with your partner, it's not about winning. It's about let's develop, figure out a strategy and, 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 and take action on it. Use that approach for your potential conflicts. You know, sit down. You're, you're, you're a team. It's you two against the world. So when, you know, there is a conflict within you, both of you, you know what? Start it gently. Start a conversation gently. I'm feeling about, upset about something. Could I get your help to work it out with me? 94% of the time, the way a conflict starts is the way it ends. Now, there's, a, um, th there's something I teach my clients, and it's called empathy, not solution technique. If you can remember to replace your focus from solution to empathy, your partner will feel heard, supported, loved, connected, and be drawn to you. Okay. Your heart partner's heart will, you know, just continue to open more and more, and they're going to begin to model your behavior and do it back to you. So what does empathize and switch means? It means that you are silent and listening while genuinely attempting to see things from your partner's side. Once they feel validated and heard, you switch. 
And then it's their turn to do the same for you. So you're listening. You're, you're not offering the solution. You're not telling them what to do, what you want them to do. They're not having to abide by your rule book, the silent rule book that says, if you don't do what I say and you don't follow my rules and you don't meet my expectations, I'm going to be angry. No, you're just sitting, listening with empathy. When you use this dialogue, you, you don't end up in gridlock. You keep the conversation going. It's highly effective. Many men and women feel very alone in their relationship. They feel misunderstood. And so in turn, they have a low libido and they feel rejected. So what happens? The self-esteem is taking a hit. They feel there's something wrong with me. Some actually have a lot of sex to attempt to get the connection back, but it doesn't last. So if you can achieve these shifts, you know, of giving bids, of, you know, and also, um, of, you know, um, acknowledging your partner's bids, if you can use the empathy, not solution tactic, tactic, if you can, you know, start really um, listening to what your partner is saying to you, you, you are going to start turning around that relationship very quickly. That's just the beginning, okay? That is definitely the beginning. But you just have to remember that you're, you know, you, you to have a deep and soulful relationship, you have to be connected. And those are the ways to start being connected. So when you start, another thing is when you start shifting your focus from sex to sexuality to intimacy, this means you create a focus on connection, not sex. The sex will come. What does that mean? You know, focusing on, you know, sexuality and intimacy. It means holding hands, snuggling, kissing, all of these things that create intimacy and, and it builds feelings of sexuality. So here's the top sex and passion killers in relationships. Lack of physical affection, Lack of flirting, lack of intimate connection, and uh, which is apart from sex, meaning you don't hold hands, you don't snuggle, you don't kiss, you don't hug. Um, another, you know, uh, sex and passion killer is vital to do things that are undone. Emotional distance, intense conflict, lack of safety, either emotional or physical, exhaustion, stress, you know, feeling unappreciated. All of those things are destroying your sex life. You've got to become emotionally connected. You have to start feeling emotionally and physically safe with your partner. You know, you, you when you appreciate your partner, tell them. When you show appreciation to somebody, they give appreciation back to you. When you give love, they give love back to you. What you give is what you receive, and you can only give what you have inside of you to give. So if you're out there giving hate, anger, resentment, and you're mean to your partner, that's what you have inside of you. Fix yourself. Look within yourself and say, what do I own? There was a study done with, and um, there were 70,000 responses to this study from 24 countries. And um, you can look at the book. It's called The Normal Bar. And I want to tell you um, the, uh, the, um, the results from this study. And so here's what couples who have great sex, who have a great sex life, do. They say, I love you to their partners every day, and they mean it. Look at your partner in the eye. I love you. 
I love you, honey. I love you so much. I love you. I'm so happy I'm with you. I'm so happy you're mine. I love you. You know, they buy one another surprise romantic gifts. They compliment their partners often. That's important. Honey, you look wonderful today. Oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. You look gorgeous. How did I get so lucky? They have romantic vacations. I think this is so important to get away, get out of your everyday life. <coughs> Excuse me. To go be together without all the stress. Hold hands. You know, another thing they do, they give one another back rubs. Touching. Touching is so important. They kiss one another passionately for no reason at all. 85% of people who love sex, they also are passionate together, which is kissing. Kissing to me is uh, can be as good as sex. I love kissing is amazing. People don't kiss enough. They show affection publicly. They hold hands. They caress. They kiss. You know, I'm not a big um, PDA person as far as kissing in public, but holding hands, holding hands to me is, it, it creates such a connection with your partner. I'm always making sure I'm holding my partner's hand. I love that. They cuddle with another, one another every day. Um, only 6% of the non-cuddlers had a great sex life. And cuddling doesn't mean you lay on the bed and spoon, okay? Who has time to do that? Cuddling means give me just a hug. A hug to me is cuddling. You know, that's take the time to give each other a, a hug, a good hug. They have a romantic date once a week. That may include dressing up, dinner out, massage, and sex. You know, when you're not having any time away from the stresses of life, it's impossible to be connected to your partner. And when children come, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is putting their children first and their relationship second. And that's how you end up in divorce. And that's how you end up in crappy marriages. You can't do it. You have to, if you really want to have an amazing family, if you really want to have a beautiful marriage, you have to put your relationship on that pedestal and your children come second. It has to be, you have to make your relationship a priority. And also people make um, sex a priority. They talk to one another about sex comfortably and they turn towards bid for emotional connection. Remember those bids, they're important. You know, so furthermore, the more couples, the more of these things that the couples do, well, the better their sex life, sex life is. And the champion countries of this, of being, of, you know, um, of having the greatest sex lives were Spain and Italy. Could you, you know, what romantic places those, those two countries are too, right? The bottom line is great sex is not rocket, rocket sciences. It's not science. It's so doable, but you have to be able to talk about it and you have to make it a priority. The Gottman Institute found that men do think about sex more often than women, um, which, okay, I think we've all known that, but there is a difference. Men have more explicit sexual fantasies and women have more romantic fantasies. Men would like sex four times a week, women one to two times a week. There's always compromise. You know, the, and the one simple way to keep uh, passion flowing in your relationship is kiss. Kiss a lot. Kiss each time you leave each other and each time you see each other after being apart. And I'm not talking about just check, pecking the cheek or full makeout um, session. A re I recommend a juicy six-second kiss. 
when you kiss passionately, you set off that chemical cascade of hormones, okay, and neurotransmitters that that say, release the dopamine, increase the oxytocin, now drop it. And when those, you know, two hormones are dropped into your bloodstream, you feel really good. Kiss, kiss your partner, kiss your spouse, do it three times a day at least, okay? You know, it, it doesn't take long. And, it, and I understand you have to get the connection back, so start working on getting the connection back. If you really mean it when you kiss, so if you're really giving a good kiss and you are happy to be kissing your spouse, your blood vessels will dilate, your brain will receive extra oxygen, I mean, you know, and your cheeks will flush. But more importantly than anything, for those six seconds when you love each other and when you return to each other, you are actually disconnecting from the world outside, but connecting with each other. In six seconds, you can tell each other that you matter and you choose each other time and time again. Do you know how big that is? That's, that's such a big part of a relationship. There's a book called The Science of Kissing, and it cites a 10-year German study that found that men who kiss their wives before leaving for work lived five years longer and earned 20% more than men who left without a kiss goodbye. I'm sorry, but here's the, here, and let me tell you why. People that are in successful relationships where they feel loved and connected are more confident. They feel better about themselves. They, they feel more excited about life. They're not sad or depressed and anxious. They have that one gift from God that is supposed to give you this beautiful, holy relationship that will just ignite and expand your world in ways you can't even imagine. Make this a priority. Make being connected to your spouse or partner again, a priority. You know, another key to keep the passion flowing is, is to express your fondness and affection and appreciation for each other verbally. You can't just think the positive things. When you think something of your spouse or partner, tell them, I love you, honey. You're amazing. You're so wonderful. You're so smart. I'm so grateful for you. Appreciate their efforts, their attractiveness, their intelligence, their work, their skills, their sense of humor, and whatever else you love and admire about them. During the day, text them. Let your partner know you're thinking about them. You, you know, I, I'm all the time, out of the blue. So I love you. Just send a text. I love you. I can't wait to see you tonight. I miss you. You really are my everything. I'm so blessed that I found you. I wouldn't want to be with anyone else on this entire earth. I love you more than you'll ever know. You are my greatest gift. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Do you know how happy your partner or spouse will be? The more you show your love, the more love you're going to receive back. The more you give, the more you get back. The more connected you are, the more intimate you will be. And the more intimate you are, the better sex you're going to have. And sex is good. Sex is fantastic. Sex is sexy. Sex is, oh my goodness, how could you not want to have an amazing sex life? <laughs> Who doesn't love sex? And if you don't, seek help. There are, you know, underlying conditions that 
you know, will um, give people low libidos and um, erection problems. There are, there are, there is help for that. Don't miss out on the most beautiful thing in life, which is sex. I think it's such a beautiful act. And it's so, you're so connected to that person you love. When you can start giving loving gestures and create romantic rituals, your desire for each other will just continue to grow and grow and grow over the years. I want you to have the most beautiful relationship that is filled with love, desire for one another, intimacy, mutual respect, mutual understanding, great communication, and big love, big love. I want you to have big love. And I want you to have out of this world, amazing sex because it is, it adds value to your life. Thank you.